we're back hello everybody jamie and marcus here hello hello we uh, are the couplepreneurs yes uh, restaurant couplepreneurs and we do other things we do a lot of other hospitality things. hospitality couplepreneurs yes. yeah yeah that sounds good too i don't yep. know we're still trying to think of a name for our podcast right yep podcast show this is like episode number three yes we are still nameless um you know we've so we've talked about building your dream business or dream restaurant but you know we're really in the hospitality space so we're more than just a restaurant we're airbnb hosts luxury airbnb hosts wine travel um uh vacation um hosts, hosts <laughs> right so we have a tour company we do um we do designated driving business here in the hudson valley for wineries breweries distilleries and we help restaurants we coach restaurants yes help the market so we're kind of in the whole hospitality growth space hospitality space um and we're having fun we are yes. a lot of fun we are so there's a lot of now i'm gonna ask you a question today unless you have a question uh, for me you um, have a question for me so i you know i thought of a question we don't have to do it today um i thought about um talking about the ups and downs of um of the hospitality business and how we have pushed through um and how and recommendations that you would give to other um other people in the hospitality business is my question but okay your question might be better no no so let's stick with your question let's stick with your question okay so with your question so sort of rephrase the question to me so ups and downs that we have faced in the hospitality business we've been doing this for a very long time now and um any recommendations you would give to people to become more successful things that we have learned and obviously you've written a book and um, or you've written a few books and our third book should be coming out soon which is um one that i helped with a lot um and so we've made a lot of mistakes um, what would you, maybe we can pose it to another question. What would you say is um, the biggest thing that you've learned? Biggest thing I've learned. Or the biggest okay. mistake you've made. Okay, here we go. The biggest thing I've learned yes. is taking responsibility for everything. Taking 100% responsibility. Which is for hard, right? Uh, <laughs> Especially when you're a chef, because I think, you know, chefs are perfectionists. And I know I have seen a huge change in you from the first day we opened 20 years ago to where you are today. And um, I remember things being thrown in the kitchen and you banging things and throwing things and, you know, not being happy with the way something came out, which, which is still, still, you still, still. Do that, but you don't throw the, the, you don't throw things like you used to. I don't, I don't, I right. <laughs> You've learned to deal with the, I deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll slam my fist from time to time. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, darn it, you know, and I'll slam my fist. And some, a lot of times I'm upset at myself because I did something that I wasn't happy with. And I'm just frustrated. Although, for the first time ever in the, our 20 year history, mm -hmm. I shut the kitchen down. Yes, you did. I shut the kitchen down on a Sunday. Um, the kitchen was just not happening whatsoever. It was in bad shape that day. And we were just, and, I got back there, jumped on the line to help them out. And I got I, them through what we had and on the rail. We, and then we did not take any more tables. I said, that. shut down. We shut down for an hour and a half. The kitchen prepped and we reopened again. Yes. We never got momentum back that night. No. And it just, it was a dud of a night, but we were packed and mobbed. So, so Gordon Ramsay, when he shuts things down, that's, that's really 
the way we have probably felt many, many nights. In and, the I finally, and I finally did it. And you finally I did said, it. enough. This is an yeah. embarrassment. Enough. Shut it down. And after I, they knew I was upset, the kitchen staff knew I was really upset. I took a day or so to ponder the situation. And the following, this is a Sunday, I think maybe Monday, I called the chef into the, my office. And I said to her, I want to talk about it some about Sunday. And she immediately starts apologizing this, that. And I said, stop. I'm taking 100% responsibility here. And I kind of caught her off guard. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm taking 100% responsibility here. It's my fault that that happened. And in most cases, a restaurant owner would never think, anybody would never think it's their fault, right? Your staff screwed up, but in my defense or in my perspective, I said, well, if I would have been better on looking at their prep list, mm -hmm. if I would have been following up on, on PARS, <laughs> bless you, if I was better up following on PARS, mm -hmm. forecasting how busy we would have been, if I would have done my job better, they could have done their job better. Right. And so then the following that, that week, we wanted to, we, you and I started running much more in depth reports mm -hmm. and we compared the previous week, the previous year to week, all these kinds of things. And I would hand them a list down and say, okay, you need 60 of this going into the weekend. You need 85 portions of this going into the weekend. You need enough to serve 120 of these for the weekend. Let's get that done before the weekend, not on the middle of Friday night, not in the middle of Saturday night, and definitely not in the middle of Sunday afternoon, like it was happening. So let's get all that done ahead of time. If we have to cook potatoes on Thursday uh, for the whole weekend, we cook potatoes on Thursday. We make potato salad out of them. We have to do the, so I took responsibility and I tweaked. I didn't really tweak. I came up with a better system because mm -hmm. the system wasn't in place and that was my fault. Right. And so my advice to everybody, your things are happening in your business for a reason. And you can look at yourself and say, I'm the reason that this is bad that's happening or that's not right that's happening, it gives you the control and the power. And I think people need to use this throughout their relationship with their spouse and everything. It's my fault that this happened. It's my fault this happened. What can I do? Because a lot of people just put the blame, 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 so blame. you 32 years. Yes. It's taken me a long time to, yes. In our relationship, at least, right? So if I take responsibility, if you take responsibility, you now have control to change it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to get abused and beaten up and, you know, and taken advantage of. So back to my kitchen staff. Mm -hmm. Now I gave them the system. Now, if they screwed up, well. Now it's their fault because now you've it's, given them the, the system. I've given them the system. I've given that. So, but then again, if they screwed up, maybe I didn't follow up properly. Maybe I should have held their hand more, even though we don't want to hold employees hands but sometimes there's certain things that people need their hands held till until they get done and done and done and done and i gotta tell you our best employees ever are people that we've actually trained trained, trained. Mm -hmm. and then have had little little experience to begin with and how do you do that you hold their hand you train them you work through them with the mistakes and you get to them a point where they're good right now on the other hand of this if I would have done this for four weeks in a row and they were not getting it in the kitchen and they weren't understanding the concept of 
prepping ahead, running a forecast. This is what we need. If they would have then sort of said, and four weeks in a row, I'm following up with them, then it's still my fault for keeping them as an employee. Right. I can change that. I can say, no more. Are you employed here? Let's move on to somebody else who is going to follow my guidelines, follow my advice, follow the system that was set up. Good answer. So, all right. Yeah. All right. So what is one of your biggest failures in the restaurant? One of my biggest failures? Oh, my gosh. What pops into your head? So that's a tough question because that is a tough question because right? we're still here after 20 years, right? Right. And you learn from your failures. Mm-hmm. You learn from your mistakes. What do you think the biggest thing you learned was? Besides besides taking responsibility. I think be creative. The 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 things that so what have we what have I learned? I think the biggest thing for me is thinking outside the box and being creative to bring people to our small little town. You know, we are in a town of 4,000 people, right? Uh, I mean, that number might've even gone down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we always had to be creative and bring people into our space, into our, into our community, um, into our restaurant um, and spend their money with us. So we always have had to be creative. We had to be very, very creative. And we have had the so here's here's one of the things I learned in the very very beginning about marketing right so our accountant in the very beginning our mm-hmm. first accountant taught me this and I said to them I said Mike what what do I what do I need to spend on marketing right and this is before we knew marketing mm-hmm. uh, you way spend, before marketing way before we understood <laughs> putting ads in papers right and, yeah and so I said Mike what do I need to spend on 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 marketing he goes well Marcus you're going to spend the money either way. It's going to be a great location that you're going to pay in rent that has a lot of foot traffic and you need less marketing, or you're going to have a out off the beaten path location like yourself, which is no foot traffic, which your rent is a lot less that you're going to have to spend that differential from a good rent to a lower rent in marketing to get people in the door. I said, wow, that makes total sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now, to follow up that, what we learned afterwards is you don't do marketing unless you can measure it. And it's... You can see the return on investment. investment, Right? And then your best marketing plans are the ones you keep repeating. You repeat, repeat, repeat. So, for example, we know that for every dollar we would spend on a postcard for a birthday, we get back $32. Mm -hmm. Now we know that for every free steak we give away we get $112 back. So now I'm not going to put a budget down for marketing and say we can only spend 10% in marketing. I'm going to keep getting birthday offers out there as many as I can get out there to get the 112 back. And if I have to do a hundred or a thousand or 500, you know a month, you're getting that back. Not to stop. Right. So the other biggest thing we learned is don't stop marketing that works because mm-hmm. people say, oh, my budget for marketing is 15%. I have this month, 1500 bucks. And they spend 1500 bucks. And sometimes that 1500 bucks isn't working at all for them because they're just putting, they have a line item on their budget that says spend this. And they're just putting it in an ad that has no call to action, no way to measure track and uh, the returns. So they just say, oh, I'm not going to spend more than 1500 because it's not working. But when you get a something that's working, like a birthday offer, direct mail marketing, right. 
keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it because it's doing working, it. right? Yeah. It's working. Yeah. It's bringing people in the door. Bringing 100%. people into your seats. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so some great questions. Good yeah, questions. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Hopefully that helps other people in their journey in the restaurant industry, whether you're a couplepreneur or whether you are, are a single operator, um, whatever you're running your business with partners by yourself. Uh, we encourage all of that and want to help all of you. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's it. That's it for today. All right, everybody have an amazing day. And you can go, where can they go? Restaurant Growth Secrets University. Yes. Dot com mm-hmm. for all kinds of free content. Absolutely. I love, I love, I love helping people. Which is why we wrote the books. And like, I'm not even, we don't even care about selling the books. We give away a lot of the books. People need help. Here's a book. Here's a book. Here's a book. Whatever. Um, we have a funnel. Uh, we have a funnel. We have a, a website that's a, that's a free mm-hmm. bot- get the book just pay it's shipping for it and uh so we just like helping people absolutely restaurant growth secrets university.com lots of free information over there go check us out there thanks for listening to us and have a great have one. a great day